Diversity is more than skin deep. This is what we're going to be talking about today. So oftentimes we remember the saying, beauty is skin deep or is only skin deep. But sometimes I think we forget that we often treat diversity as only being skin deep as well. So when was the last time you really said out loud in a search committee, we really need a transgender woman of color in here as our next diversity hire? Or how about somebody who uses a wheelchair or a walker? Can you even imagine a person who is blind in your office? Like, what would they do? How could they help? These are the kinds of things that I'm talking about. And often when we think of a diversity hire, we want someone that is easily countable as a clear diversity hire, not some invisible disability or social identity that's been marginalized for hundreds of years. We want virtue signaling diversity hires. We want moral credits in our inclusion bank account. We want to be seen with proof that we aren't racist. The other marginalized groups just aren't as good at, at proving virtue. And I was asked to create a presentation for the NAACP conference that's held here locally. And I was really trying to think about how can I offer something to a group that already knows so much about these exact issues. So as I was creating this presentation, I realized that this is sort of like preaching to the choir to the nth degree though. So I was thinking, how can I really offer something that would be helpful or would benefit people who have had a lot more experience, say, with oppression maybe than I have. And so as we know that even if we are a part of a marginalized group, we also have internalized the messaging from our overall culture and the cultural ideology in which we live. And so even if we are part of a marginalized group, we are just as good at you know, oppressing others within our group. That's where we get terms like colorism, where people who are lighter in skin tone have more privilege and, and prosperity even than people who have a darker skin tone. And to that end, I think that this is a place where holding a mirror up can be helpful. It's not enough to be virtue signaling. It's not enough to say that I'm marginalized and therefore I understand all marginalization because, because we know that's simply not true. And so asking every one of us that is here to really think about when was the last time you said, we really need a transgender person, a transgender woman of color in here. That's how we can really start to understand how deeply racism and sexism intersects across so many areas inside of us about just trying to live a good life in the good old USA. And this is where cultural competency for the choir is really important. And I think that's the message that I can offer up. Even as I stand here in the dominant class um, in as a white privileged male, I can also see how everyone has the same issues about racism and sexism and how we treat people of different gender identities, sexual identities, and they're all based on the same system of morals and guiding principles that we all use to assist us in how to be good or right or moral in our own lives and in our own minds. So I would like to ask that you really examine how deep your diversity goes. Is it just as deep as the skin color? Is it deeper than that? Does it include neurodiverse people? 
Is it deeper than that? And does it include people of different sexual identities or different gender identities? And does it include people who are of a different religion or who worship a different God completely than anything you've ever heard of or imagined? Or is it just all about saying we've already been fixed and we are, we are the victims and so therefore we're not oppressors? But again, I'd like to challenge you to reconsider your status as an oppressor as well as being the oppressed because they go hand in hand in our culture. We know that people like to get inside of the door. They want to be part of the mainstream and then just as quickly they want to shut it behind them and keep out anyone else and try to provide a great distance between the people that are outside now that we all know should be marginalized, right? This is what this is when we are in the know and ourselves. Well, we're not like them. We're the good ones. We're the we're the ones that are not like those other ones. We're just like you. We're, we're like you. We should be in here with you. And that kind of ideology, that kind of belief system really reveals how one can be the oppressor even as you claim your victim status as one who is oppressed. And so even though I know that it's hard to preach to the choir, and even though I know I haven't had every experience that every human being has ever had, I do know that asking good questions and asking you to answer them is always going to be one of the easiest ways to change your mind. It's not about my arguing. It's not about facts. It's not about statements or demonstrations or flags or guns or insurrections or threats of violence. But just by asking you the questions and letting you come up with the answers for yourself. And to me, as I work in this field of diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, social justice, I recognize that I have to keep asking myself the same questions that I am proposing to you. Because how else am I ever going to learn more about the ways in which I have internalized these oppressive systems myself that I don't even know, that I'm not aware of consciously? I have to keep asking myself these questions to change my mind about the things that I have internalized. So on a lighter note, what would you say if I said that most white people are really vampires? You might think that I was slightly off my rocker because of course vampires aren't real. But one of the things that we do know about vampires is they can't see themselves in the mirror. And sometimes I think that when white people look in the mirror, they don't see themselves as white. They don't see their racial identity because they have been taught to ignore their racial identity as if Theirs is the non-race. It's the invisible race because it's just the normal or typical or the correct race. So I'm back to that question. Are some white people really vampires? It's just a question, of course. So I'm going to go back to my idea about, you know, preaching to the choir. Sometimes we forget as people in the choir that we're in the choir loft. And sometimes we think because we're in the choir loft, we're above all of this business because we're looking down and we have our place. We know what we're doing. We have our dedication. We have our commitment. We're here in service. We are doing our jobs to make the world a better place. But sometimes we forget how, as we are sitting in the choir loft, we are really looking down on other people. And that's part of our virtue signaling as well. 
Not that what we do isn't great work, not that what we do shouldn't be discounted, or that we should minimize our impact or our influence in any way. But just to remember, remind ourselves that staying humble and being humble and having that humility to know that you haven't learned it all yet is really an important piece of being part of the choir. And so, again, thinking about how can I offer greater insight to those of us who spend our lives dedicated to these ideals of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And the only thing I can come up with is, what are the questions you haven't asked yet? And not questions of other people, like why aren't you doing more to be better? But asking yourself about why haven't I really put forth the idea that we need to find a transgender woman of color to fill this position because that person really understands the human condition because that person knows what it's like to really have everything stripped away from them in ways that I will never have happened to me. That's the question I want to keep asking myself. Why haven't I done those things? Why have I only looked for diversity that makes me look like I'm picking the right kind of diversity and not all kinds of diversity? So I'll leave you with the question. Are some white people vampires because they can't see themselves in the mirror? And that, of course, begs the question, if you're white, are you a vampire? <laughs>